What's up, everybody? My name is Matt Vega, um, creator of Oast Nation BJJ. This is episode one of the BJJ Balance Podcast. My co-host, the man behind all the buttons, Kenny Wilson. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Man, another day. Getting any good training in? Uh, earlier this week, yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'll I'll chill the rest of the week with the family. It's hard. It's hard yeah. being a family man. Yeah. And a dad and a working person and a jiu-jitsu guy. Sometimes you got to find that balance. And uh, that's kind of what this podcast is going to be about. Like, you know, just everyday um, guys who get it in training-wise, whether you have to get it in early before your family wakes up like me, or you just got to find your little pockets to get your training in and get yourself uh, um, your um, your release within jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It's, it's essential, too. I, and I, I feel like... If I do two days, I feel like I didn't do enough. I feel like I cheated myself. If I do three, it's like I feel like I at least hit. That's my bare minimum. Anything right. more than that, and I feel like I'm I'm actually putting some actual work in. Yeah, I mean, what I tell guys is like, jujitsu is gonna outlive us all. So you gotta know when to take your breaks. You gotta know like sometimes you're not gonna be able to get it in two to, more than one time a week. Right. And just consistency, like everybody else says on every other show, right. consistency will get you there. Yeah, my um, this is actually my second foray into jujitsu. My first time around um, was before my my third child, and uh, I had been with my wife and I were just dating. We weren't married yet. We'd been together maybe like three years or something, and I was going like five to six days a week. Mm. I was thirty five, also like right. a lot younger, and um, I, I I miss being able to do that. But it was like as soon as as soon as the baby was born, I felt like a sense of guilt. Uh, like I'm like I'm stealing time, especially because she goes to bed so early. It's like okay, I get off of work. If I go to jujitsu and I get home, like I see her for like ten minutes before she goes to bed, I feel I feel terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, if I don't do it, if I don't, if I don't go to jujitsu a couple times a week, just body wise, energy wise, and whatnot, like it all tanks. And then I'm like, I'm no good to my family. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Having the release makes you the best version of yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so your blue belt. Now, yeah. Got that blue. <laughs> it's, it's got a, that white. How long were you a white belt for? Um, count you now you gotta count that stretch from thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a year and a half. I did like a year of Nogi at Tenth Planet. Okay. Um, and then I went to Hindos for like when Poncho was still there for like mm -hmm. maybe seven or eight months. Okay. And then I got promoted at work, um, and I just it, it didn't work for my my time. And then the baby came right after that. Mm. So between those two things, it just I had to step away. Uh, he actually I was there while he made the move initially, right? Um, and I, I did like maybe a month of that, and then that's when I, I got promoted. Yeah, life, yeah, yeah. And it was always one of those things where I was just like, I'll come back around to it. Like I love it. Um, it was. My first, like, I, I dabbled. I, I did martial arts in high school, like Taekwondo and whatnot, and this is in the 90s. This is, like, you know, early UFC and whatnot, and my, um, I did it in high school. So, like, the high school I went to was, like, an art magnet high school, so we didn't have sports teams. So all the money that was allocated for sports got allocated to the arts. Mm. And one of the teachers, there was a history teacher there, um, was a black belt in Taekwondo, so he was like, well, let me teach a Taekwondo class as an elective instead of PE. Right. So I got to do that, and then he was doing jujitsu, like just starting out um, under Fabio Santos in San okay. Diego, 
and we got to do like a seminar. Like we took a field trip and it was like a four hour like seminar at Fabio Santos's. Fabio Santos, that's a legend right there. Yeah, yeah. So that was like my first, and then I wrestled a little bit in high school as well, um, like on a uh, in a club. I wish more um, more schools would offer martial arts as yeah. a PE. Yeah, because you always see these, especially females. Females aren't they don't like throwing footballs around and stuff like that. Right. If if you had like, hey, you want to learn how to protect yourself instead, and I don't care. Like, of course, we're proponents for jujitsu here, but. Any martial arts, boxing, taekwondo, kickboxing, karate, anything is better than nothing. Like, teach a female how to defend herself should be number one, especially in the crazy world we live in now. Right. I feel like that should be a number one thing that we should do. I think a lot of people, um, you know, I, I guess normies, that, that don't delve into the martial arts world at all, don't understand, like, the like the principles that come along with it, like the, the self-control and, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, that stuff's like in high school when I was, I, I got caught smoking, like mm-hmm. my, it was just my junior year. And I remember that martial arts teacher pulling me to the side when he found out and he was, he gave me like this stern talk and was like, don't do this shit. It's going to like, it's more addictive than heroin. It's going to fuck you up. Like, Trust me, like, if you if you listen to nothing else I'm saying, like, stay the fuck away from cigarettes. Like, I'm telling you, you want to live a long life, mm-hmm. don't do it. And I remember, like, that stuck with me, never been a smoker. Like, that, that the words he said that day have always been, like, in my head. And, uh, yeah, just. Yeah, I mean, there's, I just feel like there's a lack of martial arts for the youth is, I'm not saying it's the biggest issue, but. There's so many kids, just video games, and there's only these those big three major sports, the football, the basketball, the baseball. Some kids aren't into that. Right. And right. no one's really doing a martial art or right. something like that, and that could be their release because if dad played basketball or dad played baseball or dad played football, then he's already got his, my trophies, my this, and you're trying to make your son be a little bit better than you at that. Right. And sometimes that sounds like I'm never going to be my dad. Yeah, that so, was that was wrestling. So my um my my stepdad who raised me from like twelve on, um he wrestled all through high school. He wrestled in the military. Um, he got a full ride scholarship to uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo and turned it down because he went into the military during the Vietnam War, and um, uh, ended up being like a like a the European like military uh, all all forces champion for his weight division and whatnot and um he had kids before me before, like before he met my mom and whatnot. And his, like his second kid was like ranked like third in the nation in wrestling before he got in a car accident and lost his life. But like, there was always that, like when, when my mom met him, it was a couple years after that. So he had these like, you know, expectations of like, you know, where I'm going to be as a wrestler and stuff like that. And it just, I'm like, I'm, I was like maybe 13. I'm like, these kids that I'm in this wrestling club with have been wrestling since they're five. You know what I mean? Like they're just, wiping the floor with me and I enjoyed it. But at the same time, there was this like pressure from my stepdad and I, and it's same in the same aspect. I didn't like team sports. I didn't care about basketball. I didn't care about, you know, I played baseball a little bit and, but like I lost my love for it and I didn't care about football and not watching it, not, not partaking in it. So I've always liked the individual sport. Like, and no one can screw you over an individual sport. Right. Like, it's like you either got it or you don't. Right. It's like you beat that guy out. You're the guy. You don't have to worry about like coach's son or this or that. Right. So, 
And it's just more functional for real life situations, you know, jiu-jitsu yeah. to me or fighting or MMA. And I'm not really a proponent for little kids doing MMA. I know I see it out there. Yeah. I don't think little kids should be punching each other in the head or kicking, yourself, <laughs> kicking <laughs> each other. It's not something I'm really uh, a proponent of maybe later. But, like, when I see, like, little five-year-olds just freaking throwing hands, I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been training since 2009. Um, got in, I was a big-time sports guy, all the sports, and then all of a sudden that was over and had nothing to do. My cousin's like, hey, try MMA or do that. We were watching UFC, so I was like, all right. I went in there, got my butt kicked. Um, I was a little old school back then, so they kind of whooped my ass. And uh, I came back the next day. They're like, okay, we'll keep them. Did a couple smoker fights. Blew my knee out. Um, real bad. I've had three knee surgeries on the same knee and, uh, just been training jujitsu, found poncho, trained at pretty much every school in the area. Started okay. with Carlson Gracie, um, team genuine MMA, American top team. Then I found poncho, check Matt blue belt. He belted me, got me to pro belt. I've been with him ever since and got my black belt 2018 and, uh, should be getting my second degree here next summer. So nice. Five years black belt. Damn. Almost. One promotion ahead of Jason. <laughs> um, what do you feel like was the um, the hardest belt to get to? Well, I was a white belt for five years. So, for me, blue belt. Okay. Because all my, all my instructors kept getting moved or deported back to Brazil because there was no black belts. <laughs> there was no black belts back then. So, I'm sitting here and I'm getting to know this guy and he's getting, I'm getting a good rapport with him. Next thing you know, he's gone. Damn. And so I'm like starting over, new guy. Right. And you know, so I had this black, this white belt in my car just looking at me every day. So finally got my blue belt. And uh, that was a huge belt for me. So black belt, obviously, that's the easy answer, right? But that blue belt was so special. Right. Dude, I've been training for five years, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tr I'm out here. I'm out here getting CrossFit, getting my ass whooped. But uh, so yeah, definitely blue belt was tough, but black belt. When I got my black belt, I was over the, I was jacked, you know. What do you um, you you always hear like the uh, the the blue belt blues or whatnot? Did you ever get that? Did you ever take a break or or bail out? Um, I mean, financially it hit me. Financially it hit me. Uh. When I was poor, or right. poorer, <laughs> financially, like it was tough. Like sometimes to get the training or be able to afford training. Um, but no, I never. I just the fire's always been there, and if that was kind of like what I've. That's kind of what I do for my hobby. So every when I met my wife, everybody was like, she knew. So I got to do my training, and so it's kind of always been a thing. So it's kind of, believe it or not, kind of like just always stuck. So. Injuries can set me back sometimes. I've missed like a year at a time because of knee injuries or recovery. Broke my arm, dislocated my hip. Damn. Stuff like that. So, but other than that, no, it's been a, I've really never had lost the desire to train because I was always chasing that next belt. Right. When I was a white belt for five years, I was like, I need to get this blue belt so bad. And then when I got the blue belt and then the next belt, next belt, and now I got my black belt. And then I looked at everybody else and they had stripes on them. And I'm like, I don't want stripes. My belt looks like shit. So like I'm it's always something. Like I'm always chasing. It never ends. <laughs> I um 
<laughs> I got a little scared because I remember the the promotion before me, a couple guys got blue belt, and then I want to say like maybe five did, and three of them just disappeared. That happens. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And I was like, I was like legit afraid. I was like, I like it, like, like it was a boogeyman. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like you get your blue belt, and then all of a sudden, just something happens, and you just disappear. Like, so I was like legit scared. And then when I got my blue belt, I was just it, it, this weird kind of like hunger. Like I was one, I was able to breathe. Like okay, that's out of the way. And then it was like I unlocked this like new. Okay, everything I've learned up to this point, like I feel like, quote unquote, like I've mastered that basic premises of those but like how can i expand on those or how can i get better at those but like i'm not i'm not focusing on like the real basic details anymore now i'm i I understand the basic details let me see like how can i chain these things together so i don't know what i don't know if it's the reason why this happens I've, i've talked about this before i don't know if it's because when you get the blue belt, you're pretty. I mean, you're a lot more sufficient than the guy who don't know nothing. Right. You're gonna do some damage out there against nobody. Right. For sure, I'm 100. So I don't know if it's like oh, I got that now I'm good here now let's go work on something else. I'm right. Good. Or if it's uh, a lot of times, guys will get the blue belt, they'll lose a ton of weight, get in there, get a girlfriend. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> oh, dude, I lost weight. I've been training. Oh, I train. Like, what do you do? Oh, I train. Oh, oh, well, that's hot. They fucking yeah. chicks like that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to training. Oh, like, that's like fishing with dynamite to girls. And then all of a sudden, you get your blue belt and everything is good. And then she's all of a sudden, she's like, don't go to practice, stay home. Don't yeah. go to practice, stay home. And they say, you're not training. And then you gain the weight back and then she dumps you. <laughs> And then you come back up. <laughs> and then, oh, here he comes. Hey, Joe Blow's back. What's up, dude? Here's your gi. Like, get back into training. I've seen it happen a ton of times. I need an A3 belt now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, she left me, man. She, it's over. <laughs> so I've seen that happen a bunch. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I'm married, so I don't have to worry about that. No, we locked it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, I... I uh, I'm eventually I, I'm planning to to exit the state um, and and maybe go to Texas or something like that. So my goal before I leave is to get at least purple. I'd like to wherever I end up, um, I'd like to at least go there with a the purple belt. Yeah, I mean, I think I I think everybody kind of has that. If you live in California, that plan is it's pretty pricey to live here. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, this is our BJJ blind day. This is the first time I ever hung out with this guy. Um, we've just been texting back and forth. So. I mean, whatever you, whatever your views are politically, it could be California might not be what you want. You no. know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's not what I like. Um, I probably end up homeschooling my child next year. Same, same. Because I just can't. <clears throat> we found a a, um, a homeschool not too far from. Well, it's, a, it's like a charter like, type. Yeah, kind of a hybrid thing where I, we they homeschool three days a week, and then yeah, that's that what we're gonna do. Yeah. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Also, it's just it's crazy, man. Right yeah. now. So, uh, who is your gym rival? Now, I'm not trying to say, like, a person that you don't like, but you know there's, because I remember this. Oh, I already know. <laughs> when you, when that one guy shows up, like, oh, shit's going down the night. Like, it's going to be a battle. I got a couple. I got a couple. So, I got I got James, and I, James, I hope you watch this. Um, every time he sees me and he steps onto the mat, he goes, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> And I knew we're going back in the corner and we're going. So he's also a blue belt um, and he's a cop and he's a little bigger than me, like same height wise, a little, little wider. Um, 
and I know I'm going to get a, a heavy round in him. So, like, it, it's going to be difficult because I can't throw him around. It, there's no using my strength at that point. Like, if, if, if you're, he lock, get, yeah. you're locking heads, it's eighth grade slow dance. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he gets side control on me, it's going to be, you know, focus, try to maintain like some breath control and, and, you know, slowly get out of this um, to get him off of me. But uh, the plan with him is usually like, let's play hard and, and, Let's end up on top because I don't want to be the guy on the bottom. Always on top. Stay yeah. five hundred, baby. And then, um, and then I've got uh, another guy, Cody, that actually got his blue belt with me, and he's a little smaller than me, but he's real technical and he mm. loves to play guard. And I'm like not a guard player; I'm the opposite. So I like. He's a harder puzzle to solve, and though I'm I'm better at it, I still can't solve it completely. Right. Sometimes I just, his his leg dexterity, like, I'll go to pass, and somehow he weaves a leg back in, and he he, he recovers half guard. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, yeah, that's yeah. I remember growing up, there would be guys, and all of a sudden now they're not training no more. Yeah, like when I, everybody I started with, like I'm the only one left. Maybe, oh really? Maybe Joey Fink. Okay. Uh, he was a white belt when I was almost a blue belt. Like he was a just starting when I was almost a blue belt, but that's it. Yeah. So it's like, I just, just whoever stays, you know. You ever um, do any, like, other gym open mats or anything like that? Sometimes. Sometimes. I like to go to other gyms and do open mats. and um, But, like, if we can get a crew of guys together, but you're wearing your patch. Yeah. Those guys are coming for your head, you know right. what I mean? So it's like, you go, if you're going to go to open mats, just know, like, you better bring comp rounds. Right. Because if you're not bringing comp rounds, the guys are going to bring it. I've only done one open mat, and it was uh, it was back at a Tenth Planet that that I used to go to. So they kind of knew you a little bit. I I knew the coach, um, whom I'm still friends with, but like there was like maybe two people there that were still there when I was there. This is you know, 2017, mm. um, when I was there. So most of those people are gone or moved away. Or- and I think I think going to other open mats is beneficial for your training. Right. Um, Especially back in the day, it was frowned upon. You'd have to ask your professor, like, hey, can I go train here? And right. they'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, but now it's more like it's good to get other looks because the guys you say that you have trouble with, right. the reason you have trouble with them is because they know what you like to do. Exactly. So it's kind of good to go somewhere else where people don't know what you like to do to see if that stuff still works. The, the benefit of going to a, a 10 plan open mat is I'm, I'm just wearing a rash guard, so they don't know where I'm from really. They just, most all, of the people yeah, that, exactly. yeah, they have no, and they have no idea what belt I am. At. Never trust a rash guard. <laughs> Never trust the rash guard. You walk in there, this guy's got a purple rash guard on, and next thing you know, he's got purple sleeves. Next thing you know, he's been he's a black belt. Yeah, yeah. Never trust a rash guard. <laughs> Never trust a rash guard. Uh, one of the um, one of the the purple belts that's uh, at dedicated. Um, I remember his first day. He came in and it was a no gi day. And I remember rolling with him, and he's like, uh, he's like, what belt are you? And I was still white belt. I was like, white belt. And he's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, okay. He fucked me up so bad. Turned, he's a purple belt. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I remember, like, at the end of the class thinking, like, this motherfucker's not a purple belt. He's not a purple belt. I mean, not a white belt. And then, like, I think, like, a week later, he showed up in the gi. And I was like, I knew it! <laughs> yeah, he's smiling. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, you told me you were a white belt. Well, it was that day. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it. I don't never trust a rash guard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, um, 
going out now when I go on vacations, I've talked to us about this before on other uh, platforms, but when I go on vacation, I'm not a type of guy to take my gi, unless someone's like, hey, you want to do a seminar or something or teach a class here? Right. Then, yeah, of course. But, like, I'm not a type of guy to, like, go and, like, teach because, A, I'm just not trying to get hurt on vacation. Right. I'm trying to get it in. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm like, <laughs> I booked the room. I got, we're on the beach. I'm hanging out with the wife. You know what right. I mean? I'm not trying to have, like, a pool rib or, like, a, a tweaked hip. I'm 39 years old. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm like, <laughs> this is not why I'm not trying to be banged up. <laughs> you go do a, a, a roll day one there, and all of a sudden the rest of your vacation is just Because the darker your belt gets, right. the more smoke you're going to get. Yeah. So they go, oh, I'm going to see what this guy's about. And like, yeah. they're coming at you. And then all of a sudden, it's not your first roll, it's not your second roll. Those rolls are going to be fine. The mat enforcer is the third roll. Right. The third roll, that guy's been watching you get tired, and he's like, okay, my turn. Yeah. And then you know there's the smoke. This yeah. guy, this is the guy's come bring it. Yeah. I um I, I, I took a vacation uh in May to Texas to go visit my wife's family. And we were kind of like looking at areas that we might want to want to move to. And I started looking at gyms out there. One of the things that kind of bummed me out is the first thing I looked for is there a check mat in like the mm. Dallas Fort Worth area? And then, yeah, but it was like almost an hour away. And I'm like, and like I'm blessed here because there's like we've got like six, yeah, within like 20 minutes of each other, mm-hmm. like six checkmans with it. That's wild, you know. There's a lot, yeah. And then so that was kind of a bummer. So then I just started looking up like jujitsu gyms in general. And then there was one. It was like like a Gracie Combatives jujitsu gym, which is like a weird hybrid jujitsu. Yeah, they're trying to more self defense. Yeah. Hands. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then I saw one that was like a um, it's like an MMA gym. I don't know what you know where their jujitsu program stems from or whatnot, but um, then I was just like looking at their schedule and they were like their gi like two days a week, and then like no gi three days a week, and I'm like I like I want to if I if I move I want to find a jujitsu school if that makes sense. Right. I don't want to go to an MMA gym that happens to teach some jujitsu a couple days a week or something like that. Yeah. Um. To me, to me personally, I feel like the gi prepares you more for a street situation. Yeah. Than no gi and everybody's like oh that's crazy no gi is not realistic well i think gi is more realistic right i mean you're gonna find guys wearing pants guys wearing jackets obviously if you live in southern california or miami but right. when do you fight guys in your underwear never right so, to me I mean, right well okay i i used to be a part of like the harley davids community those guys are always in uh, a flannel Exactly. You know what I mean? There's plenty of things I can grab onto. There, who so. are you going to find at the bar? The yeah. guy in the Harley Davidson community. That's, yeah. that's who you're going to. That, that's who you're going to fight. Accurate. <laughs> so he's going to have a vest on. Yeah. And like he's going to wear a leather vest, which is great for choking with. Um, yeah, that's who you're going to fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hundred percent. That's who's going to bump you and be like, yeah. "Hey, man, what are you bumping me for?" Yeah. He's in a Dixon flannel, good for choking with. Nice and thick. Yep. Yep. They don't stretch. Nope. But yeah, for sure. Like I just feel like gi is more functional for a real life situation, and it makes your defense better. I've seen more people. If you're in the gi and you try no gi, you'll be just fine. Right. Right. If you're no gi only and oh. you put the pajamas on for the first time, been there. You're lost. It's like get size all over me. I cannot get them off my collar. My first week at uh, at Hendo's, um, and I remember like I was excited. I bought a, I bought a gi. And uh, I didn't get like the I, I bought like a hypnotic gi, which was like a company that doesn't exist anymore. Um, but I spent a lot of money on it, mm. you know. And I was like, I'm gonna get a dope gi. Like I'm really gonna dive into this. And I remember like that whole first week, I would get into these situations where I'd be in rolls, and 
I would get to like, I'd get stalled. You know, they'd like, they'd grab my sleeve and weave it under their leg. And all of a sudden I'm like tied up. And I'm like, I just, I remember on multiple occasions looking at my opponent going like, Hey man, I don't know what to do right now. Like, yeah, you can hold on to me all you want. I'm not going to do anything. We're stuck here. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Unless you make a move, we're not moving. And, uh, it was, it was so foreign. And it wasn't discouraging, though. Like, it was like, oh, there's, there's like... Because I did almost, uh, at that point, like, a, a, almost a year of, of nogi that, like, at a school that really focuses on, like, leg locks and, like, like just weird kind of, like, not basic jujitsu. So, like, I felt like my level of nogi jujitsu was, like, more advanced than your average white belt or something. And, uh... Maybe it was, but as soon as you put me in the gi, like it was like a completely new sport. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. different. It's a different sport. It really yeah. is a different sport. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But the gi guy doing no gi, yeah, will survive a lot better. I I can see that. I can totally see that because he knows the basics, right? Close guard, the overhook, the right. You know, owner getting digging for unders, half guard sweeps. It's all the same. I to this day, um, because of that initial no gi training, I still grab a lot of wrists, um, a, a lot of forearms, back. Um, you know, like when I'm getting, I'm, I, I, I've started in the last year, I've started to play with like grabbing lapels. I really don't mess with like pant legs. Um, just because I'm not used to it and I've started grabbing sleeves, but God sleeves just tear my fingers up. You man. got a bad guard. If you've got a bad guard, I'm not saying you do cause I'm not yeah. rolling. But if you've got a bad guard, the best way is because newer jujitsu guys, the first thing you learn is this cross choke. Yeah. Like on the collar, cross choke. This is gives guys free free access to your pants and their legs. So you're on your neck, but they got your pants to pass. Okay. So it ruins your guard. You need to be get off the collar and more on the sleeves because you're dying on the collar. Yeah. Because that's not gonna work. Oh, that's not that's not even one of my I mean like just if I'm taking the back, I'm instead of just trying to go under the neck, I'll, I'll grab the collar and try to like choke with it. Yeah, that. yeah. So I'm not saying you general, I'm yeah. just saying this is what I see. I yeah. see, and so if you get to the sleeves and get your knees in, right, you're going to be a lot more. Your guard is going to be so much better. Yeah. Then reach up, and if you got it, go get it. But get back to the sleeves. Once you, if you stay on the sleeves, your guard will just go through the roof. Especially as a bigger guy, which a lot of the guys who follow me are bigger. These you don't want these big meaty dude passing and feeding you shoulder. Get to the sleeves. I'm sure when you watch Jason and stuff. Yeah. You never see Jason two on collar in no. close guard. He's always taking half guard or on the sleeves. Yeah, yeah. He even he, I, this week he was we were, we were talking and whatnot. And he's like talked about how he's been playing a lot of half guard lately, like more so than he used to. He's got a very good half guard. Yeah, yeah. That's my uh, my go to guard. I, I hate close guard. I hate. We're gonna make you a lasso guy. Yeah, I will. I like it. So okay. So Jay, when you came in, that's how I actually initially met you. Was when you came in and did that lasso. Um, class at J school and we have been learning lasso up to that point. And I remember, remember learning lasso like maybe a year ago, right? Early white belt. And it just, it was so foreign to me. And I remember like making a comment to the guy that I was training with. And I was like, I'll never use this. This makes no sense to me. Like it just, this is dumb, you know, then a year of lessons later and we, we circle back around to lasso again. And it's like, it was eye opening. I was like, this, works so well and it, it plays into the game that I like to play already and that's been I guess the most exciting part of like this last year or, or my my journey to blue belt has been like me starting to develop my game but like real basic you know what I mean like I know there's so much I need to learn but 
lasso has definitely become a part Unlocking of Unlocking new tools in your journey. Yeah. Now, the darker your belt gets, the less. It's like leveling up in a video game. Yeah. You're getting the level 10 so fast. Yeah. But the level 50, like, you'll be at level 49 forever because you're hardly finding any little tweaks. Yeah. So I remember going to YouTube and being watching YouTube and being like, every video was a banger, dude. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I could watch, look at this move, look at this move. Right. Now I go to YouTube and I've seen them all. They all right. got red bars on them. Like, they've drained the ocean of YouTube <laughs> moves. They're not there anymore. What do you... um? So, like, a, a, a guy like me that I, I've got time at home. I've got a kid that, that she's five. It's 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 fun to play jujitsu with her, but there's I'm not getting anything out of it. Obviously, right. she's five. Right. What do you think for a guy like me that would be, um, like, I want to get some, some like, solo drills at home. Like, I don't have another. My wife has no desire to do jujitsu. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, same, but feel you, bro. I can't even get my wife in the gi to take a dirty picture. Dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like did you not, sweat in this? It ain't happening in my house. She is refuses, dude. She's like, I am not. I'm claustrophobic. I don't want people sitting on me. Yeah. No. So, um, jujitsu, your solo drills out there, you know? I think, like, working on your stretching is very good for jujitsu. I think you can do, you could simulate, like, arm bars. There's those dummies. People get the dummies. So right? I, I actually was talking to uh, somebody in club. One of a lot of people at my school are are law enforcement, and uh, I guess Oceanside law a lot. A lot of them are Oceanside PD. <clears throat> a lot of uh, Oceanside. Um, a couple of the guys are involved in like their combatives program or like you know their that kind of training. So they Oceanside PD's actually allocated a little more money this last year for them to like buy some more training. Um, items, mm. and they—I guess—they picked up a couple of dummies, and they're saying like, like uh, some guys will go in there on lunch and whatnot and drill with it. They work, hundred percent, because you're learning the move. Like sometimes I'll be trying to teach a class, and I'll be like, "Man, I want to try this move out before I show it to fifty people or right. twenty people," and I can't get no one to try it out on, so I'm just <laughs> going for it the next day. You know what I mean? Right. So dummies work because you can definitely learn. The, the movements memory. now the thing's not moving so you're not gonna get i'm sure ai is gonna make a jiu-jitsu dummy right yeah. <laughs> hurry that, up ai that moves and does a little <laughs> but uh i actually saw one i saw something like that it was uh, um gordon ryan posted it on his instagram the other day and it was called like the robot and it was it was like eight thousand dollars <laughs> Oh, just and go, it, just go to class. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, just go to class. It's like five years of jujitsu lessons paid Eight up front. Geez. Yeah, but it, it supposedly it had um, like when he put it in an arm bar, you could hear it pop, like when <laughs> like when he went make snapping yeah. arm noises. It says os. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You know what I mean? It does all the stuff. It bows like <laughs> immediately. Just goes a turtle. Start speaking Portuguese. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to class, guys. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And adopting, like, if you're a blue belt, blue belt should be adopting white belts. And what I mean by adopting white belts is you should, the white belt who just goes to class cold, doesn't know anybody, he signs up. And he's like, I just want to try jujitsu. Right. He signs up and he has no, doesn't know anybody. It's it's intimidating sport to start, yeah. walk into. Yeah. Um. Rather than the guy who's like, hey, I work with you. You're my buddy. Come to a class with me. Come try a class with me. That guy will stay because 
his friend is there. Right. So blue belts, you guys should be adopting white belts. You should be like, hey, you're new. After class, talking shit, that's the best time in jiu-jitsu. When everybody's just hanging out, talking jiu-jitsu or talking whatever, right. the coffee, uh, water cooler talking, that's the best time. That guy, that white belt who just got mangled, it's just walking out. He just took his L and he's going home. He's like, hey, man, come over here. Blah, blah, blah. Like, hey, man, you're really strong. Like, dude, next time you do this, like, you guys got to welcome him into the community because yeah. we need our white belts to get better. There are jujitsu dummies. And you don't have to pay $8,000 for them to say, oh, s-. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's who we need. <laughs> yeah, we keep uh, our. You got to keep our prey happy. I am. Um, I, I picked up this uh, this book a couple months ago, maybe like six months ago. <clears throat> I think it was called like uh, Five Rules for White Belts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an easy read, 100 pages, big letters. Like it, it took, I don't know, I, I read it in like an you hour. You know, man, how, how easy, yeah. I ain't going to read it. Yeah. I, this guy reading books, I don't read books. <laughs> but it, it was, um, what, I, I, what I liked about it is it kind of it kind of reset my mindset as far as like training and, and like what I, when I went into class, like what I would expect. And... Um, it, it it nothing in the book is about like um technique mm. it's all about just like mindset or like um like how to like like organize your thoughts or like that he has what he calls like a positional ladder so he talks about like you know the bottom rung would be you're in somebody's mount and then the next would be you know you you uh you, you're in their side control and it's a step up from that is you've maybe got them in uh, half guard and then up from that you, you've got them in guard and then up from that like you're in their guard like and then all of a sudden it flips right because now you're attacking them right so i had the same thing where i used to go like zero and then negative five and then positive five right. and we both started up at zero and i'm going for your neck and you're going for my neck and you know what i mean you can jump straight from zero to five right but Chances are you're going to miss, and this guy's going to go down too because you didn't do the steps right. properly to get there. And what he was talking about is like you know when you when you are climbing that ladder, like don't move to the next rung if it's going to put you in a position where you're going to drop a rung either. You know what I mean? Right. Like make sure that you've got all of your bases covered. And then he talks about like um, weight distribution and like you know creating frames and like kind of like explains it like an architectural standpoint and stuff. And one of the things that, that I read in the book that just totally resonated with me and it clicked was in something I tell white belts all the time, like, hey, don't worry about the names of moves. Like, you don't... I don't even know the names yeah, of moves. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then Jay's even told me, he's just like, he'll ask Poncho, like, hey, what kind of choke is it? He's like, I don't know, it's a choke. Yeah, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, don't, don't worry about what something's called, like, or if you're stuck in a position and you don't know what move's going to get you out of that position, like... Okay, let's focus on the limbs. Okay, so he's on top of me. Like, can I trap one of his arms so he doesn't have a way to base with that? Can I trap a leg on that same side? Now I've I've trapped both of his. Can I sweep? Like, I don't know what the name of that sweep was called, but I just swept you because I just looked at the basic points of your body. And so, like, thinking like that versus like trying to remember, like, oh, now I'm in X guard and now I'm, I went, I you know, yeah. transitioned to this. And it's just like, now just just keep it stupid. Right. Right. Um, the number one thing that helped me when I was a lower belt, and I, I mean, I still use it to this day if I'm in a bad, bad position, I think I figure myself watching UFC on TV. I try to get outside of my body and, like, what does this look like from a bird's eye view? Okay. Because when you're close and you're, like, smashed, like, you can't really right. think of, like, where's his body? What's it look like? So right. I kind of slow it down and try to get outside my body and look down. Mm-hmm. 
because everybody's watching on TV, like, just move your leg, you're out. Like, so I try to like figure, like, okay, I'm looking down. Is my guard, is his guard open? His guard is open. Okay, where's his knee? And I can try to get a picture. And sometimes that helps me get out of a bad position. Do you ever close your eyes? No, not on purpose, I don't think. I've never been like, no, I've never, I've never like the invisible jujitsu. Like, I've I, been doing it. Well, I don't know why, but like that lately, I'd say like the last month or so, like with certain people, you know, um, we're like, uh, let's say it's like a, I don't know, a medium grade right. white belt, roughly the same size or whatnot. And it's just like, okay, I'm not going to, there's not going to be a lot of strength here. I need to focus on technique. And I might get in like a weird position where it's like, let's just close my eyes and see if I can feel this out, you know? And uh, see if I can feel like you know where their arms at, or just it, it's it's been weird, but it's been kind of beneficial in some aspects. At least it feels that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. Of course, I think it would like, if you can do it blind, <laughs> right? Well, you know, you can do it. Like we have a guy in our class who's blind. No shit. Yeah, he's and he's purple belt. Damn, kills it. So I mean, definitely because like, you can, if you can feel the guy without knowing what he's doing without him being able to see like. Right. Of course, that's an advantage. I, f- I think it's like feeling feeling their weight distribution and things like that. Just you yeah, know. sometimes you use your attributes to uh, your physical attributes will get you in trouble. Yeah, fact, like I said something uh, a couple weeks ago. I said I think it's harder for a l- lighter weight or a female to get a black belt than it is for a bigger guy. Yeah. Because as a big guy, over two hundred mm-hmm. pounds. I've always find a way, like, all right, I'm just going to chill in this garden. I'm chubby. I'm freaking, I'm tired. Right. We're stalling. Yeah. Little guys can't stall. No. They have to be on their back because we put them there. And they're getting smashed, and they have to use technique. Every round is a dog fight. Do you ever um, find yourself, like, like pulling your weight uh, to not be, like, Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Like, the reason I started doing closed guard is because guys would be like, oh, you beat me just because you beat me because you're big. You're right. so strong. Uh, I can't. Like, so I'd pull guard and then sweep them and then beat them. Yeah. So, like, yeah, definitely read the room. If I'm going to get someone who's 150 pounds, you're not going to get all 255. Right. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> like, right. I'm yeah, just, I'll, I'll make it a point not to, like, bury my chest into them. You know, I'm, I'm 220. Um, I will pressure tap guys, though. Believe yeah. me, I love, if I get a chance to pressure tap you, I'm trying because that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, Just well, t- tap you with side control. <clears throat> what, I, what I've been trying to teach someone, like, the, we've got a, a couple of, like, newer white belts that are maybe, like, a month or two into it, and I'm like, well, I'll get them in side control, and uh, they'll fight out of it. One of the guys really strong comes from, you know, a, a gym background, and uh, and when you start that initial role, he's trying to murder you with his strength. <laughs> so it's been fun to kind of navigate that. It's like, okay, how can I go with this guy and not get injured? Because he's trying to kill me right now, and as soon as he he gasses and whatnot, and you can get him inside control or something, it's just like okay, I'm gonna put a little bit of pressure on him just so he can kind of feel it. Not, a, I'm not gonna be Gotta a dick. Cook him. Yeah, but you can. It's what I've I've started to do it a lot lately with like a few different people, and I'll hear their breath change, like mm-hmm. as they're breathing and they're inside control and they're just breathing normal, and then all of a sudden you just hear like. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and you're like, there we go. That's it. That's the tell. <laughs> That's the tell right there. hundred percent. Yeah. I, uh, I like to just like, you know, I call it cooking. I mean, big guys do this a lot. They're like all you new big guys out there that are trying to just literally just be explosive and powerhouse. Like, yeah, you bench 350, whatever. Like you're powerhouse. Don't, don't show them the power right away. Right. A lot of these big guys are showing their power right away. So I'm like, Oh crap, this guy's strong. Now I've downloaded your power. 
Right. So when you do explode, when you actually have something, I felt the power before. So I know what, to what the intensity is going to be of it. Right. So get inside control. Don't show your power until you're actually ready to go. And then boom, then explode with the power. Right. If I'm feeling it the whole time, you're not going to surprise me with anything. Right. So that's that was the thing I used to do a lot. I used to just be a freaking meathead and uh, the whole time. And then I'm gassed because I'm flexed out. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that with a couple people lately where I'm just like, and they know better too. Cause they, they like one of the guys he's, he's maybe a three weeks into it and he, his like, um, desire to learn has been really neat to watch. He's like, he's like stoked on jujitsu right now. Both of his kids, um, have been doing it for like a year and a half or two years. So he's, he's, he's there and he's at every single practice for his kids. So he's been watching it. And I think one of his kids finally said, like, oh, why don't you do it, Dad? And he's like, well, you never asked me. So he signed up, like, the next week. And now he's, like, it, it, he's now having to practically do what his kids have been taught when he's been watching in the practices. And he's like, oh, this is a lot. And it's more. great for parents. Yeah. yeah. Because you're sitting like, just get up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And now you're doing it, and you're like, oh, wow, I was – Talking out of my ass. <laughs> I can't get up. <laughs> you know, so I think it's great for parents to try at least a couple classes. Yeah. Yeah. That'll really stop that uh, from the sidelines coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, you do a lot of coaching? I, do, I have been, yeah. So, like, I've been teaching classes. And then when I'm at the tournaments, like, a lot of my buddies, I'll coach them on the side. Poncho lets me coach them on the side. So, it's probably something I like coaching more than competing. Yeah. So, but I am going to compete again this year. That's the plan. I, I heard in a, you were you had like an IBJJF ban or something like that? Kind of, yeah, because I only competed at purple belt. So And then I was injured at brown belt, like pretty much the whole belt. Oh, wow. Broke my arm, dislocated my hip, broke a rib, knee surgery, all at brown belt. So when oh. I got my – I didn't compete at brown belt because I was so binged up. So once I finally got my black, I tried to go IBJJF, and they're like, you can't go because you didn't compete at brown, so we don't know. Even though my poncho said, like, the time frame, it's been, like, you know, but they're still, like, they're going to put, like, a ban on. How weird. So, so you like, have to... Con- I have to pay the the registration for it, which uh-huh. is, like, what, 45 bucks, whatever. But then I still can't use it for a year. And then, so I'm like, I don't want to give you guys my money. Right. You know what I mean? So I need to do that, though, because I do so want to... I wish I was there in Vegas this weekend. Right. Yeah. Do you, um... We live in kind of like a, like smack in the middle of a jujitsu mecca. No, hundred percent. Between like San Diego, where we're at, shockingly, like where we live in California is, is like a town you've probably never heard of, but there's so much jujitsu in this town. It's it it doesn't make sense almost. No, it's it's like it is the yeah. mecca and because then, it's not it's cheap, right? <laughs> right. Not cheap compared to the rest of the country. Cheaper than living beachside. Right. And. It's not far to the beach. Brazilians love the beach. Right. And they, so they can kind of live here without spending like crazy mortgage rates and still be an hour away from the beach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like major, major schools, like 45 minutes south, 30 to 45 minutes west, you know, another 20, 30 minutes north. It's, it's wild. Just and you'll much. notice is when you move or when you decide to go to another state and train, your <clears throat> jujitsu will just be like, what? You're a purple belt? <laughs> really? Right. Like, yeah, you'll be like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> like, I'm used to going against this. Right. Because some schools don't have any black belts. See, that, that, um, 
that's one of the things that kind of bums me out. It's just like I I kind of see it. Just I, I started following Instagrams of a few different gyms in the areas that we were looking in Texas, and I'm like, I found one school that is just a jujitsu school, and it, it they post a lot of like you know, the, their daily classes and whatnot, like, you know, who, who was in attendance, just, you know, size-wise and whatnot. And it looks like they've got a, a fairly wide variety of, like, you know, sizes and belts and, and whatnot. So, you know, there's there will be, like, four or five black belts. And I'm like, that's cool. You know what I mean? like it, Work is work. Right. Well, jiu-jitsu is jiu-jitsu. If the instructor is legit, smoke is smoke. So, right. like, that's great. But I have a buddy of mine who moved, yeah. and he said that jiu-jitsu was not at the par. And he didn't have a, you know, he, he said that, like, it wasn't getting the, the work that he liked, you know? Right. So he had to, like, find his smoke. So, like, he would, like, go to different open mats and stuff like that because as a higher belt, his class school back next to his house only had blue belts. Oh, yeah. So, like, he had to go find right different stuff. So, and then he had to move him back. <laughs> He's back. So, which I'm thankful for because I like rolling with him. But, um. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's definitely different. It's diluted. Yeah, like you come here like we, pon, I mean Poncho. We have like over twenty black belts. Yeah, yeah. It, anytime I go to Checkmate Marietta, it's it's a treat because there there's a first of all there's there's a, a handful of people that I know just you know from the years of knowing Jason and mm-hmm. stuff like that outside of Jiu-Jitsu. and then there's a always just a ton of, of of belts of different sizes, different age groups. You know what I mean? So there's You've got a wide variety, and then you you there's absolute monsters in there. Yeah, you know, like okay, I rolled the last time I went there for open mat. <clears throat> I rolled with Phil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. That's fun. Yeah, good times. And I remember rolling with him, and I'm really giving it my all. And he grabbed your sleeve and kicked your knee and rolled you <laughs> over. People are walking in the door still because I was like one of the first people there, and he's like not even paying attention to me. I'm going all out on him. And he's turning his head, welcoming Pete with his free hand. Oh, welcome in, guys. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm nah, trying dude, to kill hey. you right now. You've got me stalled. And you're just, you know, having a Phil, side conversation. Phil's hit that next level right now. Yeah. And man, that boy's killing it right now. Um, for sure. He gave me all I can handle. Freaking give me the business a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus. I had a stack of Phil and Hanato and Poncho. And then like then all of a sudden Clint's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, bro. I was like, nah, dude, I'm done, dude. I'm done. I'm gonna go melt over here in the corner. Like, I don't know what that was, what just happened right now, but that was not cool. It was like a gang initiation. Yeah. When Phil I- was my warm-up round. And he just gassed me because his cardio is so fantastic. Yeah. Kicking my knee, pulling me, kicking me. I was like dying. And then all of a sudden, Hanato, Colossus destroys me not and even fair the guy is built like an, an actual comic book superhero yeah he's a closet yeah i'm like all right <laughs> throw me around and then yeah. poncho's like matt come here i'm like oh dude uh man he highlight he highlighted me poncho highlighted through me on uh that day it would have been an intro to a ufc fight like they'd have been, they'd have been on the highlights. Like I was showing him to freaking murk me, and then freaking if, if it was a TV show, I was like, God, what a day! But you need days like that. You need days where you get you are the nail, and sometimes you're the nail put in sideways yeah. in the wood. You're not yeah. just the nail; you're the fucking bent one. Yeah, like it's hammered in anyways. 
you need that because that's what makes you better. That's what makes you grow. So I'm already thinking like, okay, well, why did I lose to Phil? Uh, is he better than me right now? Yeah, 100%. This, all because I gave him my freaking left, my left sleeve. I know he likes that. Right. So maybe hide that. or and you, So you can like download your losses so you yeah. can come back the next time and be better. So that's what's important. What's your um your go to submission? My favorite submission is body pressure tapping people because I just think it's funny. But my favorite submission, you know, is probably head arm triangle north south choke. I hit that a lot. I hit the head arm triangle a lot. There's a couple of lapel chokes I do with the gee, with the gee. Um, arm bars are always fun to hit. Taking it back and rear neck and choking. Yeah. I mean. Um, Bone arrow choke is probably the most sufficient choke from the back. Um, if you train under Jason, you've probably been bone arrow choked by him before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, head and arm is like my bread and butter. Um, Reverse head arm. Never done that. It's the gangsterist. Yeah. I'll show you after this. It's the gangsterist choke there is. And it, you hit it so much easier uh, yeah. than the head arm. Um, the uh, I feel like in, in Nogi... Um, I, I, my, my gi and nogi are, are to, they're two totally different roles. It's like I'm two different people. Mm-hmm. It, in nogi, I, I feel more confident taking the back. Um, I still struggle in gi with like, just because all the fabric, like trying to get my hand under the chin. And I feel like people are able to hand fight better. Mm, uh, for sure. But for sure. Um, in nogi, I really feel like I, I can finish. So are you training more gi or more nogi? Right now, more gi. Yeah, I do gi once a week. Or no gi, I'm sorry, no gi once a week. Um, They got a good setup over there. Jason's school's growing a lot. Like, yeah. When I was over there and I visited you guys, like, it was good times. I'm going to go back there soon. When I um when I started there, uh, he had been open for about a year, so he had, like, a, a couple of blue belts, like, maybe, like, two or three, you know, kind of trickled in. It was, like, almost all white belts. And then, like, in the last year, a lot of those people have been I remember when, uh, I can't remember, his name's blowing my mind right now, but. He's a brown, but they're tall, curly hair. Oh, uh, Gabe. Yeah, I remember when Gabe was a white belt. Oh, no shit. First two classes. Yeah. And now it's purple or white, brown. Brown, yeah. And he was rolling with me. Yeah, he's like, so strong. He's came a long way, man. Yeah. Come, came. He's come. He came. I hope not. <laughs> he's come a long way. I'm sure he has. <laughs> I'm sure he has. He's an old man. My man's out there, brown belt, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's come, he's come a long way because, yeah, man, when I, when I locked up with him, when I was doing situationals after we showed the class, um, I was like, wow, yeah, man. definitely a lot different than when he was a white belt. Because I think it owned, hadn't rolled him since he was a blue belt. Okay. And, like, he's definitely got so much better. So He's one of those guys that um, I don't I don't look forward to rolling with initially because I know I'm going to get my ass handed to me. But at the same time, afterwards, like, in hindsight, I'm always happy that I did. Because there will be, like, he's, like, he's not my, my, my one to once a class roll, he's like my once a week or like once every two weeks roll. It's kind of like my litmus test, like how much have I grown? Like, can I? And you should, that's what, I mean, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah. You know, you should, you know, set games up for yourself. When I was right. a lower belt, I would tell myself like, I am not going to tap more than two times today. And like, I'm, I know I'm going to lose, but no right. one's tapping me today. Okay. And if I tapped, I'd be like, damn, I lost that day. And I still do that to myself <laughs> now. I'll be like, Matt, you're going to go there. They're all lower belts. What is your game? I need three arm bars. Okay. If I don't get three arm bars today, I failed. So even though I have my money submissions I could get, I'm right. looking for the arm bar. 
So like a lot of times you'll be rolling with a higher belt. You're like, man, I'm doing really good against them, but maybe he's trying to get something that he's, right. you know what I mean? He's only focusing on one right. path. So I'm like, I need my arm bar. Right. Because like, I could stab you right here with this, but I told myself, and if I don't get it and all of a sudden right. I miss it and he's on top of me, right? he guy's feeling great. He's like, right. oh yeah. But, you know, I'm looking for something specific. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I try to, I, I keep a jujitsu journal. And so I, what I'll do is, um, Every class before class, I'll read the prior day's journal entry because it's just about the technique and shit that we learned. This guy's deep, dude. I get, I, I get nerdy with it, bro. And everything, dude, that's so cool, as you dude. can tell, everything I do, I go. That's so cool. Balls dude. to the wall with it. I am not nerdy. Like I can't. Do, I'm not saying that I, that's a bad thing. Well, I am nerdy. And there's times when I was in high school, I was like, hey, you know, I want to be nerdy. Bro, you but, literally just said you wanted to buy Starfield, and you were going to buy an Xbox hey, Series X. Hey, that game looks <laughs> sick. Like I've been a gamer my whole life, right? You know what I mean? Come from wild parents. Like the video game was my babysitter. I like that stuff. When I was in high school, I saw the kids playing Magic: The Gathering, right? And then I saw females. Yeah, and I was like, I had to make a decision. I was like, guys. That looks fun. <laughs> Believe it or not, that, that looks Pussy so much fun. Is better than Magic. The but I gotta go this way. <laughs> I had to. I was like, "There's no one sitting at these lunch tables with you guys." <laughs> Some dude just playing the guitar. Other guys playing Magic. I'm like, "Hey, man, I gotta go over here." So like, I like nerdy stuff, and I wish I could be a guy who could just journal and like get like. I think that's cool. But to me, I'm just kind of like such a meathead. I'm like. You know, it was just, just not my thing. Yeah, it, it 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 helped me with um, like retention. So like, I've only had one private. I took a private with Jason before I did my last comp, and I struggled for the longest time with passing guard. Just wasn't something like again. School jujitsu schools are weird when you come into a new one because you don't know like what they've learned and what like where they're at right now. Like, so you don't know like when they're going to circle back around to. What you need to know. Right. So uh, apparently the whole like passing guard thing, like I've missed every lesson on that up until Jason eventually taught it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so I did this private with him and I'm like, I learned, he taught me three, what seemed to be really functional like guard passes. And I'm like, okay, that worked for my style uh, of jujitsu. And I remember leaving the the private and my kid was with me. It was like a Sunday morning and we drove, I went to a park so she could play. And I just like tried to recall everything that he just taught me, like literally step-by-step, step, like, you know, grab this, grab that, push down on here, like, you know, posture up, like, and in, in the order. And like, as I was writing it down and recalling it, I was like, it was like, I was in that lesson again. I was like getting a second private out of it. And then, the next class, so that was Monday when I went into class, I reviewed that before I started. Mm-hmm. And then I did my pre-class journal entry because I'm that nerd. I do two. Oh, double, double so then, that. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I'll journal like like, like my, my goal for that class. Like, okay, I want to focus on, regardless of what we're learning, I want to learn, or, or I'm going to focus on like trying to pass uh, people's guard today. So I'm going to put myself in their guards. In their guard. And then I'm going to try to pass using one of these three methods that he showed me. And then after class, I'll kind of like recap it. Like I failed, you know, this pass. And, and then like, as I'm remembering how I botched it, like, oh, I, cause I missed this step, you know, and I'm kind of like correcting myself after the fact. Um, and it's, it's helped. It's helped a lot. Tremendous. Also videotaping. Girls. Yeah. 
I don't know if you've done that. I yet. feel weird about that. I know because you're like, dude, I'm gonna you just gotta let your partners know. Like, hey guys, I'm not gonna put you in the highlights on the IG. Okay. Right. Right. Like this is strictly for me watching my roles and seeing what I'm doing wrong. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm putting my hands on the man. You put your hands on your man, I get him a plot. Like, like, why do I keep putting my hands on the man? Like, I why am I posting this leg so close to his hip? Right. Now he's scooping my foot. It's good to watch your film. No one's gonna care. Just okay. tell the guys, be like, hey guys, if you ever if like if you're worried why I'm video I'm have the tripod up, it's because I'm trying to get better at my deficiencies in the game. Like I'm not a guy who's gonna post anything. And some okay. guys like, I don't give a fuck, post it if you want. <laughs> but like, just let them know. I'm like, hey, so you know I'm recording because I like to watch my roles back and see what I'm doing wrong. I don't think anybody would have any issues with that. Right. Okay. Because there's guys that do that in our class. So I mean, just it is yeah. what it is. So I think that's a, a good choice. Definitely the journaling and all stuff, that stuff's all beneficial. Don't, don't let me talk shit. But like to me, I've never no. been the guy who's uh, just wrote it down like, dear journal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out myself right here. I, 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 um, I'm like weird about pens. Just, uh, I used Oh, you have a quill? No, oh, please, no. God. <laughs> hey, tell me right now. This guy's just... <laughs> He's just fat. <laughs> the music. <laughs> no, I um. So I I mentioned earlier I kind of grew up in like the hood in San Diego. So I grew up writing graffiti. Um, and I've been like, just because of that part of my teenage years, I'm real picky. Like the, the not picky, but like when I write when I find a pen that I like, like I'm like, oh, I fucking love this pen. I'll go buy ten of them because I'm like, when I run out, because I I do a lot of writing at work. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to make sure I've got another one. So I, when I when I bought this last journal, I was like, I don't want to write with a shitty pen, you know. Like if I'm gonna really do this, like I want it to be an enjoyable experience for me, as nerdy as that fucking sounds. So I bought like an eighty-five dollar pen, and I know there's like way oh, more. Dude. I know there's way God, more expensive man. pens than that. But I have not bought a pen in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> They're given out at work. I'm a UPS guy, so they give me the UPS pen. <laughs> But I have not bought a pen in 20 years. I told my wife about, about the pen, and she was just like, you did a what? And I'm like, I bought an $85 pen. She's just like, so then it came in, and she wrote with it, and she's like, I don't know why the fuck you bought this. And I'm like, it feels good in my hand. Like, I'm enjoying it. I don't know. So, But, it, like, it's it's forced me to journal. Um, like, yeah, you, you got to get your money back, dog. You fucking eighty five dollars. Like, but, I'd be writing every day. Like, hey, I don't give a shit. We're writing it down. Grocery list, honey. She's like, I already made one. I'm doing it again. No, no you, you. Oh, you did it on the iPhone? No, 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 no. Said no, no. I need yeah. you writing it yeah. out old school. Yeah. <laughs> We're going analog with our grocery list now. Yeah, man. It's been a. It's been awesome, guys. Doing this, meeting you has been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we, I literally was on IG and I was like, this guy at the dedicated, everything I do, everything I post, he comes in and goes, nah, I don't think so. You know, I think this is better. <laughs> and the next post, it I started with backing into parking spaces. Yeah. Bro, and and then, I, I'm a- hey, men back in the parking spaces. If you got trucks. Uh, and then he's like, I don't believe in that. That's some alpha shit. And I'm like, oh, well, there we go. That's me. I'm fucking trying to be that guy. And then everything you'd always have like a little remark and I'd be like, Okay, all right. And I was like, you know what? We don't get along. We have different opinions. We that'd be a pretty fun podcast. He's like, look what I got. <laughs> I'm like, oh. And I was like, well, here we go. I mean, like the the stars aligned. Like it was almost meant to be. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, want to thank you for uh, 
making this happen. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. It's um there's a little bit of selfishness in it. You're you're a black belt um under a professor that I have an immense amount of respect for. Um and you you taught a class and I what you taught I, like it it resonated with me a lot that day. I even I messaged you afterwards and I yeah. was just like thank you cuz like it just we had already learned some lasso stuff and like some of the details that you went over um really kind of clicked and uh Very cool. you know as far as like like bringing in you know that lasso in like really tight or kicking the leg out far before you yeah. you tighten it up and um it was like hugely beneficial just even that week um in roles and whatnot because it, it I, I normally when when you learn a move in class and then you try to to do that in a, a practical setting like that same week like it's it's worthless because they just learned that move as well they know exactly. it's coming you better hit them week three with it right right but after what you taught that following week that we just learned it i was i was hitting last all the time and like nobody was stopping it or I would get it so tight that they couldn't break it. And I'm like, this just, it just worked. Yeah, you know? it's a good resting position too. If yeah. you're like gassed, you're like, I'm yeah. going to let you hold you here real quick. That's a, uh, that's lockdown for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I play a lot of lockdown and people fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to break the lockdown. I'm my boy Kenny here. You can get your hands under his ass cheeks. Okay. <laughs> people say that. And you sprawl hard <laughs> and you pop those legs open. <laughs> so I, I'll play like a, um, like a loose um and i'll lock down if i need to but like i'll i'll, I'll have it just tied up um but I, I do a lot of sweeps from it yeah i mean it's an effective position for yeah, sure yeah i think i think it's because you up. can really move the guy's leg yeah yeah so that's yeah, a you know that damn lockdown yeah people hate it but yeah man i, I look Nate. forward to doing more yeah of these hell yeah dude let's freaking get a bjj balance podcast dude it's here episode one um so, yeah, man, let's do it again. I'm down. My name is Matt Vega, Host Nation BJJ. This is Kenny. Um, we'll put the ats in the thing so you can follow us, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Host.